around the world, they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. You can also send me emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. If you'd like to follow me on all social media, you can do that at mbills314. This is episode 67, and uh, I don't want to call this a bonus episode. I guess that's like pod, you know. In the podcast world, you know, they want you to say like bonus. This is a bonus episode, but only reason I'm calling it bonus episodes because, um, as I stated before, every episode we're gonna do is gonna come out every Wednesday, right? Well, today is Sunday, so guess what? It's a bonus. <laughs> but today I want to talk about Lent. So it's getting linty, getting a little linty outside. I know, right? It's a little corny, but. Lent, L-E-N-T, Lent. Um, you know, a lot of Catholics celebrate Lent. A lot of Protestant, a Protestant is someone who's non-Catholic. Um, you know, a lot of people celebrate it. I know that was nothing that, I, nothing that I, I've ever celebrated. Uh, it was something that I never really understood. Sometimes you'll walk outside and you'll see people with ashes on their foreheads. And you're kind of confused. Like, what in the world was going on? Why they, they ain't washed their face this morning. But not knowing those are ashes. So, you know, just like anything else, I always wanted to know the truth of the matter. You know, understand what, you know, we do as a culture, as a people or whatever but i wanted to know the truth and where do you go to get the truth well you go in the word of god the bible says that the truth is in jesus the bible calls the word of god the word of truth so i dug on in there to get the answer i also had to dig into the (laughs) the catholic encyclopedia to find out well what do they define lent as what is this Lent thing? I know people are like giving up stuff for 40 days. And of course, you know, off the top of your head, you're thinking, okay, they're doing, you know, when Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights. So instead of me just trying to come to a conclusion on my own, I decided to do some research and get into the scriptures. So no further ado, let's jump in. According to the Catholic Encyclopedia, it says, and I quote, The real aim of Lent is, above all else, to prepare men for the celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ. One can effectively relive the mystery only with purified mind and heart. The purpose of Lent is to provide that purification by weaning men from sin and selfishness through self-denial and prayer. By creating in them the desire to do God's will, and to make his kingdom come by making it come first of all in their hearts well i mean sounds good there's definitely not nothing negative in that i mean there's nothing negative about fasting there's nothing negative about you know putting off they got weaning but there's nothing wrong with putting off sin you know um there's nothing wrong with all those things the only thing is and the only problem with this is that 
the way you're going about doing it and the reason for doing it is not biblical, you know. And let's just jump into it. And if you're a Catholic and you're listening to this, I uh, apologize if I offend you. That's certainly not my intention, but my intention is to get clarity and understanding of what's going on. <laughs> you know, I want to get clarity and understanding from the scriptures as to, you know, why do we do some of the things that we do? And is it required? You know, so that's all. So that's that's just your disclaimer. So I love you if you're a Catholic or, you know, if your grandma a Catholic, you know, and or you or you may be listening, you may be practicing Lent. You know, there's nothing against you. I just, you know, maybe you don't know the reason why you do what you do. Maybe you're doing it because you were just told to do it. So we just want to get an understanding. So let's just dissect this a little bit. I'm going to read it again. It says the real aim of Lent is above all else to prepare men for the celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ. So it's to prepare men for the celebration. That's the key word, celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ. Now, when I think of celebration of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, in America, I mean, only one thing comes to mind, and that's, you know, what we call Easter. And um, like I've spoken about as it pertains to Christmas and other holidays, that's uh, seeming, seemingly Christ-centered. None of these holidays God told us to do. You know, none of these things God told us to do. There's nothing wrong with observing these things, right? So when it says this is to prepare man for the celebration of the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, you're pointing out that there's a day that we're going to do that. You know, they're not saying, you know, you've given your life to Christ and so your life you know, that's what Lord means. Lord means ruler. It means that when we make Jesus the Lord of our lives, that means he has full control. So the day that we do that, that means we've gave the Lord our all. And so now we're committed to, you know, doing what the word of God says. And the celebration of the death and the resurrection of Christ, I know that they're referring to Easter. Only deal is, is that you don't know what day the Lord was crucified. You don't know what day he rose again. Only thing that we know is that in three days he rose. He died, he was crucified, and he rose in three days. We don't know the date, we don't know the year. And quite honestly, that's not important. And that's when we start when we start trying to get into the numbers game, we get in trouble. So to prepare men for the celebration of the death and resurrection of Christ. OK, and it says one can effectively relive the mystery. It's not a mystery, but OK, only with pure with a purified mind and heart. So I guess they're saying that through fasting, through getting rid of these things, it develops a purified mind and heart and Remember what we read about fasting not long ago? Let's go to it. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 16. It says, And when you fast, don't make it obvious. Don't make it obvious, as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable so people will admire 
them for their fasting. I tell you the truth that this is the only reward they will ever get. So when it comes to fasting, you're not supposed to make it obvious. When people put ashes on their heads for Ash Wednesday, on their foreheads for Ash Wednesday, the ashes symbolize repentance and mourning. Okay. According to 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, it says, when you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness by confessing your sin. That's it. There's not a day. Then you know what I'm saying? It's not like I, I, I do all the sin I want to do and then alright Lord, this Wednesday I'm I'm gonna take this day and I'm going to mourn and repent today. No. That's not how this works. This is grace. This is not works. We're not going through a man. Only man we're going through is Christ Jesus. There's no human man. When it comes when it comes to sin, the moment you realize that you sin, you tripped, you messed up, you made a mistake, repent, Lord, forgive me, cleanse my heart from that, strengthen me in this area, so forth. And that's it. You've gotten rid of it and you're moving forward with no intent of doing that again. Now, of course, you know, a lot of us, we sometimes go back to it because of strongholds and different things like that well those things can be broken but remember god judges the heart it's not the act but the heart now with the heart the action is going to follow but the lord knows truly those who you know you can't work game on them so he already know oh, they just talking they they heart they don't really mean it so and it go on to say that the purpose of Lent is to provi- is to provide that purification. I thought Jesus and his blood provides that purification, not Lent, not a day. See, you know, it's all about words. And this is in their encyclopedia. So I'm really just reading what was in there or what's in there. So it says the purpose of Lent is to provide that purification by weaning men from sin and selfishness through self-denial and prayer. Well, that sounds good. There's definitely nothing wrong with that. But the only thing is, and it's not all written in here, but you have to know how, how men celebrate it. And when I say men, I mean mankind, not male, because male and female celebrate this. You know Mardi Gras, right? We all know Mardi Gras or Carnival, you know. Um, the thing is Fat Tuesday That's what they call it Fat Tuesday Mardi Gras Normally on the Tuesday That's a day where you can just indulge in The sin you want Drink for an K, Do whatever you want to do Eat all the meat you want Or whatever And then Wednesday Which they consider Ash Wednesday Is when you It's the day of repentance And you gotta repent now For everything you did on Tuesday I guess <laughs> And um, You know They basically abstain from meat you know, when it comes to fasting, and then they have some other little intricate details that I don't really care too much to get into when it comes to the days you can eat meat and all that stuff. But basically, you're abstaining from meat from 40 days, you're weaning from sin from 40 days. But the issue is, is that once the 40 days is over, the sin is the issue. So people say, oh, I ain't having sex for 40 days. All right, but you ain't married though, so you, you, you know, technically. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, man, I ain't doing, I ain't gonna cuss. I'm gonna treat people right for 40 days. You know, so it's it's become, and let's go to Mark chapter 7 so we can read it. It's become tradition of men. Mark chapter 7, let's look at verse 6. It says, 
Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. Then he said, you skillfully sidestep God's law in order to hold on to your own tradition. So in this verse, the Bible talks about, he says that, you know, our worship is a farce and they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. So technically in this portion of the encyclopedia, they're not saying this is a command from God, but it's almost like it's implied. Implied meaning the reason why I say that is because it says one can effectively relive the mystery only with purified mind and heart. The purpose of Lent is to provide that purification by weaning men from sin and selfishness through self-denial and prayer. Well, if I'm unlearned, if I don't know the word of God, I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Who wouldn't want to relive the mystery and be purified in their heart and their mind? So that's why I'm saying it's, it's they're not saying it's a command from God, but it's almost like it's implied because if I'm a new believer and I don't know anything and I'm in the Catholic church or whatever have you and I'm reading this and they're preaching this then hey like we was talking about with spiritual growth when you're a baby you just gonna eat it up you know what I'm saying you hungry you hungry so you know you know me to choke a baby so you giving baby this milk some of this milk be spoiled <laughs> you know what I'm saying not saying the word of God is spoiled absolutely not but things like this it's kind of, it's not giving you the whole truth. You see what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, and it says, well, let me, before I do that, I want to read another scripture first. Before I even finish reading. Uh, Colossians 2.20. It says, you have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Such as, don't handle, don't touch, don't taste. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. If you jump up to verse 18, which I should have read before I read verse 20, <laughs> it says, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things. Their sinful minds have made them proud and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body, for he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments and it grows as God nourishes it. And I'm not calling any names. I'm not saying that anyone is saying that they're not connected to Christ. All I'm saying is, is that we have to stay in the word of God and not do what men tell us to do. If it's not in line with the scriptures, because a lot of the, you know, this statement that I'm reading from the Catholic encyclopedia is almost like works. Like I need to do this in order to X, Y, and Z. What we have to understand is that everything that we've done, everything that we're currently doing, and everything that we've yet to do, Jesus has already paid for on the cross with his blood, right? Once we've given our life to him to live out that sacrifice that he has already made for us, I'm doing it 
and I live for him because he died for me. He rose for me. So when we decide to fast, and we all should at some point in time in our lives, there's no amount of days or when you should do it or whatever, but the Bible does say when you fast, so that does imply that in our walk with the Lord, we should be fasting at some point. We do that to quiet down our flesh so that our spirits are able to hear clearly from God. And it draws us closer to the Lord, more intimacy, so forth. Things like that. See, God wants fellowship. He wants our heart. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the works, per se. It's not about let me show people how spiritual I am. Nothing outward. Remember, this, this body that we have is just a house for us to live here on earth. The real us is our spirit. So he's communicating to our spirit, not our body. Let me keep reading. It says, by creating in them the desire to do God's will and to make his kingdom come by making it come first of all in their hearts. This is talking about Lent. So you're abstaining from meat. You're abstaining from sin, which we are now. Listen, we all make mistakes. We all have things that we deal with that we have to, you know, put off and so forth and repent of. So that's our that's our walk. We do that because we love God. Like that's a part of our walking with the Lord. So the special day or these special days, it's yeah, it's man-made to do it this way. And if you're really going to do the fast like Jesus did for 40 days, he didn't eat nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we really want to do it like that. I mean, so can't do it. And it says by you make his kingdom come, created in them a desire to do God's will and to make his kingdom come by making it come first in our hearts. Turn to Luke 17. If you can't turn it, then just listen to me. Luke 17, verse 21. I'm sorry, verse 20. It says, One day the Pharisees asked Jesus, When will the kingdom of God come? Jesus replied, The kingdom of God can't be detected by visible signs. You won't be able to say, Here it is, or It's over there. But the kingdom of God is already in you. It's in you. It's in me and you right now. The day that you made Jesus Lord of your life, He brought the kingdom in your heart. So when it says by creating in them the desire to do God's will and to make his kingdom come. So it's implying that, you know, when you do Lent for 40 days, like, you know, it's making his kingdom come first in your heart. But without fasting 40 days, it's the kingdom is already in your heart once you accept the Christ. According to that verse in Luke 17, Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. Jesus brought the kingdom. So you see what I'm saying? It's just different things like that. And I'm not putting blame on nobody. Or what, well, I guess I am. But it's not, it's not on you. But, you know, I guess, I mean, I guess the Catholic Church is to blame. Or whoever, whoever wrote that in the encyclopedia. You know what I'm saying? And listen, you're going to do what you want to do. So if you want to walk around with ashes on your forehead on Ash Wednesday, um, that's your choice. But like I said, not required and you showing outward signs of something that you should be doing anyway privately we don't need to know that you're mourning and it's not 
Anyway, I think you understand what I'm trying to say, right? So when we're doing things, let us just make sure that, you know, we stand with the word. And granted, there will be some things that we do that we may not know that we're doing. We may be doing things that we may not even know is wrong. Okay, but the thing is, is that once God reveals something to us and we realize, hey, man, I was, I've been tripping. I, I wasn't even supposed to be doing that or I shouldn't be doing that. Then we correct it. But see, now, once it's been revealed to you, that's why the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. The thing is, once it's revealed to you and you understand now that, yo, you shouldn't be doing it and then you continue to do it, now you're sinning. Prior to that, you didn't even know it was wrong. So God couldn't really deal with you in regards to repentance because you didn't know what you was doing was wrong. But once he reveals it and you acknowledge that and then you continue to do it, then now it's sin. And with sin, he just says, confess it, get rid of it. When you confess your sin, that doesn't mean that's the first time God heard about it. That's when you got rid of it. You'll know when you've done wrong because you'll feel it in your heart. I'm telling you, you'll know on the inside, like, like you'll know, it just don't feel right. It's God letting you know, uh-uh, it's conviction. Repent, Lord, forgive me. I, I shouldn't have said that to her, or I shouldn't have did that, or whatever, whatever. That's, don't be talking lifestyle now. This is lifestyle. This is daily. This is not a day. This is not a day set aside for this. This is not a 40, you know what I'm saying? And even when it comes to Easter or Resurrection Sunday, like I said, when it comes to some of these holidays, I understand that us, you know, I live in America for those of you all who may not live in the United States. But I just look at it like we observe in the day that are we're acknowledging. I just appreciate the fact that and not all the world does, but the fact that, you know, people are taking time out to acknowledge the death, burial and resurrection of Christ. I think it's a blessing. I don't think nothing's wrong with that. But, you know. Us picking days and well, you know he rose on this day. Well, that ain't true. You don't. We don't really know. He's not holding us accountable. Accountable for that. Easter's when all, all the fresh, all the fresh suits coming out. You know what I'm saying? So, there's just traditions of men, y'all. That's all I'm trying to get to. And. Like the Bible says your traditions have made the word of God in effect. The word of God won't work for you if you rather follow man's tradition. You see what I'm saying? Same with Christmas. You know, we give gifts to each other. You know, we observe in the Lord's birth. You know, the wise men brought gifts to Jesus and we give gifts to each other. It's all man-made. You understand what I'm saying? None of it is a heaven or hell. None of it is a heaven or hell issue. But I think Lent is on another level because you're dealing with like works, <laughs> you know, action. You know, Easter and Christmas, you're acknowledging, you know, the Lord's birth and the Lord's death, burial, and resurrection, but with Lynn, it's like, we're talking actions, you're gonna purify yourself, now, now we're getting too far, the blood of Jesus purifies you, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that the blood of Jesus can purge your conscience from dead works, hallelujah, just the blood alone can do it, so that's what we got to, that's what we have to remember, and stick with, is the word of God, and like I said, some of y'all, this may be a little deep, but I wanted to come on here, I wanted to put this on record, 
want to have this on file as one of the episodes so as new people are coming from all over the world to come and want to check out the podcast and that's on there for them you want to learn i ain't do a big exhaustive study i don't think it's really necessary but i just wanted to get to the to the center of it so that's what i did hope i did a good job <laughs> hope i helped you if this podcast has been a blessing to you if this episode has been a blessing to you please share this with your family and your friends and please subscribe to this podcast and once you subscribe to it rate it on itunes and comment remember the book of romans chapter 3 verse 4 let god be true and every man be a liar until next time i'm out